Our scripture text today comes to us from Paul's epistle to the Philippians, chapter 4, verses 8 through 9. Hear the word of the Lord. Our scripture text today comes to us from Paul's epistle to the Philippians, chapter 4, verses 8 through 9. Hear the word of the Lord. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy God, on this extraordinary day for Lynn and Jeff O'Grady in the San Marino Community Church, we ask that in these moments your spirit would draw us deep into this text that we too might encounter a holy word, a word that rivets our thinking upon these things which you've called excellent. This we pray in the name of the word made flesh, Jesus Christ, amen. It is an incredible honor to be asked to preach at the conclusion of the Reverend Jeff O'Grady's long and fruitful ministry with your church, and upon his retirement after an even longer, wonderful career as a Presbyterian pastor. So I thought long and hard about what would be a relevant text for such an occasion. And I decided upon the concluding words of Paul's epistle to the Philippians, because he wrote them at the conclusion of his own career. Now, the parallels are not exact. Paul was in jail when he wrote these words, and he was contemplating not his retirement, but the end of his life, so I don't want to push the analogy too far. But in jail, Paul has had a lot of time to think about his ministry, and the things that are most enduring. And these are among his very last words to the church. So they provide something of a legacy for him, his legacy for the church. It was an extraordinary career. Throughout all of his years of ministry, he planted churches over much of the Roman Empire. He fought for the inclusion of the Gentiles in the covenant, thus creating the beginning of a diverse church. He saw visions. He preached to the powerful and the lowly. He prevailed in an ecclesiastical trial in Jerusalem. He was flogged, imprisoned, and chased out of many of the towns in the Roman Empire with a shower of rocks behind him. And along the way, he wrote 
some of the profound New Testament theology that has continued to guide the church for 2,000 years. And so what is the conclusion of it all? What are Paul's own words of legacy for the church about all of this work? Well, it's this text that I just read. Keep on doing the things that you have received and learned, and the God of peace will be with you. Keep on doing whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and pleasing and commendable. Keep on doing it. So apparently Paul wasn't all that impressed with his work and he didn't think God was either. That's because in the end Paul was clear that God has not called the church to be impressive but to be faithful. That's what God loves. Faithfulness. Even routine faithfulness. Keep on doing what you've received and learned. Keep on doing what is right, Paul says. Just keep on doing it and do it again and do it again and do it again. Have you ever taken a small child and picked that kid up and thrown him over your head? The kid just screams, ah! So you put the child down. What does the child always say? Do it again. So you do it again. Ah! Put the child down. What does the child say this time? Do it again. So you do it again six, seven times. It finally occurs to you this kid's going to last at this game a lot longer than you are. Why do children keep saying, do it again? Because they're made in the image of God. G.K. Chesterton has written that the sun climbs up into the sky every morning, not just because of the laws of nature, because like a delighted little child, God commands the sun to get up there and do it again and do it again. God loves the routine faithfulness of the sun. God loves routines. I mean, who do you think created it? Think about how much of creation hangs together by routines, by the same things happening again and again and again. Whether it's little things like electrons running around the nucleus or huge things like plants revolving around the stars. If any of them stopped doing the same thing over and over, we are all in big trouble. So all of creation praises the creator through routine. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. So does your life give praise and glory to God through routine faithfulness. Think about how much routine there has been in our lives this year, probably more than at any other time. You wake up, you go downstairs to the kitchen, you get a cup of coffee. Maybe you go out for a walk or a run and your day has just peaked. You come in, you get cleaned up, you go to whatever room it is in your house that you've designated as your workplace and you throw yourself into a day of writing reports, making phone calls, 
and enduring Zoom meetings. Maybe you take a break at lunch and bump into a family member in the kitchen, but in the afternoon you're back at that computer with one Zoom meeting after another after another until your eyes are just glazing over. Finally, you have to stop and make dinner because again, today, you're eating at home, of course, and you have to cook the meal. As my wife used to say when our kids were at home, they expect to eat every night. You clean up the dishes, you get back on Zoom to stay in touch with friends or distant family members. You try to find something to watch on Netflix you haven't already seen. And eventually you waddle off to bed and your last thought is, tomorrow is going to look exactly the same. But in the morning, the next day, it is actually a delighted God who greets you and says to you, do it again. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. The challenge is, are you seeing the blessings that flow in and through and around all of these routines? And if you do, then you're engaging in that routine, seeking to do whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and pleasing and commendable. And God is being praised. A while back, I had an echocardiogram test done on my heart. This is a great test. If you get to pick one, I highly recommend it. It doesn't hurt at all, and it's fascinating. The technician puts this gooey stuff on my chest. Then she put a paddle into it. And then on the monitor, she was looking at the inside of my heart. And she turned it over so I could see it, and she pointed to a heart valve that I could see just keep opening and closing and opening and closing, opening and closing. And as I watched this valve open and close, it occurred to me that it never gets a break. It can't go on vacation. It, it can't even go on that walk unless you take it. it. It just has to faithfully keep opening and closing and opening and closing as a sign of its faithful praise to its creator over and over again. I then began to realize that the difference in life and death for me was the faithfulness of this vow that had to just keep opening and closing and opening and closing. I started rooting for it, actually. Do it again, again. Now, most of you didn't wake up this morning hoping that your heart valves would keep working. But the heart is a mysterious blessing in its faithfulness. Just ask those who have sick hearts. Others of you may grow weary of a day of attending to the huge needs of small children and toddling them around in your minivan. But there are probably other members of your church who don't need a minivan because they can't have children. Others of you are just uh, worn down by your dull and boring job. And others are unemployed and would do anything to have that dull, boring job. My point is, the blessings are buried beneath the surface. 
Don't let the routine blind you to the holiness that's breaking into your life every day. Again and again, God is doing extraordinary things that are wrapped in the ordinary. We recently completed another journey through Holy Week. And my guess is that none of you were surprised to hear about Palm Sunday and Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday or Easter. We didn't add any new characters this year. We didn't put a new twist in the story. But as we once again entered the same drama of Jesus' triumphal entry, that tender last supper, the agony and brokenness of the cross, the joy and surprise and delight of Easter, as we entered the exact same story again, we found new life and new hope for our weary souls that were tempted to despair. Again and again, extraordinary things are being done by God, wrapped in the ordinary, including the ordinary gospel story. This is also our calling as well. Some amazing things have happened in the San Marino Community Church under the great leadership of Jeff O'Grady. Church is not the same church that it was 16 years ago. But this is what heaven will remember the most about Jeffrey's ministry with you. It will remember that day after day, he just kept on doing that which was true and honorable and just and pure and pleasing and commendable. He did it when it was a delight and he did it when you didn't make it easy. He did it as he led the church through the inevitable storms and he did it in your moments of celebrating great achievements. He did it in the graveside and in the hospital rooms, in the offices and in the committee meetings. He did it in your sanctuary and he got very good at doing it online. He did it when you saw him do it and he did it when you did not. And along the way, to use Paul's words, the God of peace was with you. Now remember, Paul wrote this letter not to a pastor, but to the church. And Paul was a missionary, an evangelist. So why is it that his last words are to tell the church to keep on doing whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and pleasing and commendable? Because it is how the God of peace will be with the world around the church as you just keep on doing justice and loving kindness and walking humbly. That's what we've been called to do, and we do it again and again. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit,
Amen.